What do you mean by live? Genuine live? Yes. We're broadcasting. Hello, radio! <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Way We HNC It. Thank you very much for spending your time with us once once again. It is a, a pleasure to, to have you. And... Um, yeah, a thrilling, a thrilling weekend of of cross conference action. So we've now got lots to discuss, and of course, once again, the entire team are back together for what can only promise to be more chaos. We do actually have a script this time, so we'll we'll see how how that goes. Um, of course, joining us again is Tom Clark. How are you, Tom? After offending yeah, the nation, how are you? I'm grand. Didn't think I offended anyone. I thought. Uh... You know, we just do unplanned genius, unmitigated perfection from yourself. We um, hit, the, hit, hit the truthful points. We made we made truthful points, did we? Fantastic, fantastic. <laughs> well, we are we are also joined, of course, by uh, none other than Mister Greg Sim. How are you, Greg? Did you? I'm not too bad, thank you. Yourself? Good. I am. I am. I am very well, and uh, looking forward to to hearing all about how the weekend went. Because, as many people know, I was not there. Um, so you guys have got all the gossip for me, basically. Well, it's going to have to be Tom because I left after the first game. You did. You did. <laughs> Threw the towel in early. Done what I needed to do. <laughs> did what I needed to do. Exactly. Exactly. As many teams did, and some teams did not. So um, just like the witching hour, where winners became losers and losers became winners, uh, it was a, a pretty thrilling weekend. So uh, and, a, and a, a weekend that we'll uh, cover in depth. But first off, it's time for the news. Greg with the news. So you obviously mentioned it was an incredibly busy game weekend and there has also been been put up in some social media, but um, I've noticed that... Three... We're going in early with social media watch. Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> but three stalwarts of the uh, HNC passed a, a relatively large milestone this weekend, so I just wanted to put out a, a hearty congratulations to Kev Woods, Callum Woods, and Fraser Thompson, all of whom passed 200 career appearances for the Grangemouth Broncos, which is incredible when you think about it. It's a lot of football. That is a lot of football. A lot, a lot of football. Um, when, when I was quite curious, actually, as to whether this included tournament football or whether this was just back. Okay, full-length games. I don't know. Are you going to tell us the answer, or do you not know? I don't know. Oh, you don't know? I okay. have absolutely no idea. No, I didn't dig any further. Okay. I, well, um, do you what's, and also what's amazing about that is that, uh, for, for Callum, anyway, the, does a 24-hour game just count as one? Because, <laughs> because counting that and a game of Ironman football as the same thing, seems unnecessary, cruel, and unkind. That's true. But 
that wouldn't have been for Grange Mac, though, would it? No. Oh, so very much that. Yeah, that is true. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that much. I'll give you that much. So. But yeah, nice, nice short introduction into the news this week. So yes, well and, and some, oh, some, and, some future and, news. And. We are uh, on the subject of the social medias. We're uh, currently working on a on a little a little uh, a little piece of content with the Grangemouth uh, social media team. So, uh, yeah, I think so, I remember what you're talking or so, what you're uh, referring to. There, keep that one. Keep the eyes peeled. Keep the eyes peeled for that one, friends and family, and all other assorted listeners, enemies. Um, so here we go. That was it. That's my input. That's oh, that's that's that's, that's yeah, yeah. That's all. Everything that you want to say. You quite happy with what you've said? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. To this point. Fantastic. Good to hear. Um. Okay. On to the next bit of news. After just being unusually awkward for some reason. Um. There is a new development program being uh, put forward by BAFA, which is, I believe, to replace the Superfacts. And that is the all-region, I'm putting this down as all-region sort of development camps and game like and tournament, which they've also put out a little bit of social media on for um, the Northern, the NEC version of it, which I believe is due to be the week before finals in September. Um, Tell us more about the All Region series, Greg. Sorry, what's no, the, that what's... no, I've got that wrong. It was on the 16th of July. 16th of July, they had their first one. Um, oh, it's already happened? Yes, yes. We're a little bit, we did know about this last time. We just forgot. I say we, you just forgot to uh, mention this. Hey, you do the news, man. Everybody knows that the news is entirely your own work. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Everybody knows I don't do my homework and that I have to copy my work from someone else. Yeah. Um, the event, the final event. So once the teams are put together, uh, that is going to be the week before nationals. So that is the weekend yeah. of the third and third and fourth of September. I see. Um, so I, I believe plan is to obviously have um two or three sort of get togethers uh to sort of train anyone is welcome to join it it's that you don't have to be selected you've got to be scouted you can put your name forward for it um and yeah you get the opportunity to to work with coaches and what have you develop the game and then potentially go on and play in this all region tournament which I believe initially it's going to be just all the regions together, but they are looking at trying to get some guest teams, whether that is from our friends over in Guernsey um, or from over in Ireland, I believe was the other one that was mentioned. Um, and who knows, in the future, they might look further afield for that as well. Investors, possibly you. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, the... The actual overarching, like the overarching format of this, is actually genuinely very cool. Like the the end game idea um, involves 
uh, I think it was it's two. Each region puts forward two mixed teams, a women's team and a youth team, and then they all play, you know, each other over the course of the day or the weekend, and then it's like yeah, you know, three points for a win, point for a draw, nothing for a loss, and then you get like a league table of flag football from through all three kind of you know formats to find like the conference sorry the the regional champion um as well as getting to play with as you say teams from further afield um now obviously that needs a huge amount of coordination and work and you know throwing the getting it up and running this year is not going to happen but um if you if you look if you go on the BAFA website to the flag resources page there is the BAFA flag calendar, which is currently populated for about the next five years. So you can find out the proposed dates of pretty much everything um, from WFFL seasons to camps to, you know, all sorts. Uh, and there are a couple, quite a few weekends next year penciled in for this all-region series. So there'd be a bunch of training camps for up here, Chieftains players to go into and then eventually become the squad to end the end the year and go to this tournament so um yeah it's, it's so that's so that you reckon this is where they'll sort of mold a chieftain squad then yeah? yes i think the i think we will see a resurgence in chieftains related content going going forward um as part of the as part of the series and then we'll also see the Dragons, the yes. Crusaders, yes, and the ones from London. <laughs> Is that like London Flash? Were the oh, what's the SECs? Or are they? Are they, is it, are they the Crusaders? Have I missed out? The, no, oh, the Crusaders were the NEC. Yeah, who are the who are the SEC? Come on, Tom. Know, they didn't do very well. They've never done really well. They usually get beat. Which is outrageous in its own right, but we'll <laughs> scoot past that one. <laughs> um, um, no, um, so it's Crusaders. It's Coventry. Dragons, Chieftains and... Oh, how have I forgotten this? Is Coventry SEC? Or... No, Coventry Co- SWC. Or... Okay, because I was just well, I was just thinking about the uh, the forces at play. If you combine the um, for an all region series, if Coventry and um, Hyde Park are in the same conference, <laughs> then the, <laughs> uh, do you not just have the 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 framework of the of the GB ladies teams coming to uh, <laughs> coming to represent for one conference? <laughs> I mean, I don't know how it works for the ladies' conference. No. I've not looked at that yet. No, I don't know how they'd split, they'd just split um, it in the same way. I'm not sure how they would do it. Or if you would just, like, assign your closest. I don't know. But that's 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 not an us problem. That's a BAFA problem. Um, so maybe we should have an EGM to figure it out. Um, so <laughs> it's important, Tom. It's important. Uh, I like it. I mean, that's tickled me quite a bit, that one. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, okay, but yes, all region is the new Super Fives, except it's better, and there's 
the right number of people. <laughs> always annoyed, always bothered me with Super Fives. I know it was based on the number of players on the pitch at the time, but <laughs> there was only ever four well, teams. <laughs> was at one point going to be? There was at one point going to be like a, um, like a, like a barbarians, like a best of the, yeah, okay. not selected best of the, yeah, where your club seven. sucks. <laughs> you you fell out with the coach. Yeah, yeah. But um, honestly, so you were gonna, you were number thirteen out of the twelve. <laughs> honestly, promise. As so, a lot of times I've been told that in my life, and it's just been yeah. a lie, everyone. Which is crazy because your number is eleven. I thought you'd done that just to make sure you always sneak in. <laughs> so before we get too far removed, then off on a tangent on Tom's. Unlucky number 13. Um, just looking back at the uh, the post that was put out with regards to this all-region stuff. <laughs> Wasn't um, the most informative. But... <laughs> no, but it's just saying that it provided free of charge opportunities for players, coaches, officials, and support staff. So do we reckon that this will be something where you maybe go along and as part of the development, there's maybe it go- runs alongside some of the coaching um, training where people maybe get to work with players that turn up here and maybe run some drills, you know, and Brilliant. get a feel for it. Potentially an opportunity for coaches to maybe sort of share some ideas as well. Would not shock me. It would not also shock me if at some of those events we had some of our um, elite referees show up to do some officiating Q&As. And if that's not already on the list of good ideas, I'm sure that our uh, if our words reach if our words can reach the the heights of the ivory tower, I'm sure someone's writing that down. And and training of officials as well. Would would you? Because, yeah, exactly. Because, because yet, well, it's another one of those things where people are questioning decisions after a cross conference game day. They're cursing the way things were refereed. Um. And perhaps it's a, a really good opportunity for people to um, send a couple of, you know, officials from the club to kind of learn a little bit more about the refereeing side of things and kind of build on that knowledge that was put out from the questionnaire as well. Would you like to know? I came up with this one a while ago and I've been looking for an excuse to share it. Okay, go for it. So remember how after the COVID season, when we were doing the fantasy football, I came up with the stat that quarterbacks with single digit numbers throw over a touchdown a game more than those with double digit numbers. So, okay. I'm hearing this and so, probably going to text Jamie Bennett that he needs to change his number now. He needs to change his number. So it's an important stat to know if you're, if you're a coach and you're stuck between two quarterbacks, statistically <laughs> go with a single digit, go with a single digit guy. Cause they'll throw more. Um, the Bafra released their 25 officials chosen for their elite program a little while ago back. So there's 25 guys um, who are the elite, the best referees that Bafra have to offer. And I, I noticed something interesting about it. So obviously, 26 letters in the alphabet, right? 60% of them have surnames that begin 
with a letter in the second half of the alphabet. But if you include the letter M, which is the 13th letter, so the last one of the first half, 76% of them have letters that are in the back half of the alphabet. Don't know what it means, but it's important to note. And that's my useless stat for the week. Have you told me this one already? I don't know if I have. I told Jed. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds familiar. I told, I told Jed and he replied saying, it's actually funny you should point this out because as soon as I saw the graphic, I did wonder. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. There's some more statistical analysis that we know that the that British American football is crying out for. Um, so there you go. If you're thinking about becoming a ref and you've got a letter in the first half and you're, you know, your surname begins with a letter in the first half of the alphabet. I'm sorry, you will not make it. So enjoy, enjoy that. Okay, that's three bits of news, Greg. Any more? Or am I? Is that three bits of news? That's that's two bits of news. That is two bits of news. Yeah. The third bit of news. We do have three. Yeah. 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 It was just that we have the whole purpose for this show is the fact that we have just had some more cross-conference shenanigans, and we've obviously got to discuss. The outcome of it. So we have the headlines from it will be, of course, that Didn't. Glasgow have clinched the HNC. So well done to them. Congratulations well done. to Glasgow. 14 unbeaten so far. 14 not out. To be continued. Um, And I believe we're... we're if we're calling this the first proper season back, this is them having regained the crown, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Because the last time out, the Broncos in 2019, yes. the Broncos were were the champs. They they wrestled it away from back-to-back Glasgow. Glasgow seasons. Yep. Um, so it's three out of four then. So three out, three out of the last four and a half. An asterisk. Which didn't count to anyone unless you live in the capital. Of course, of course, because it, it, it was a season that didn't count unless it was for deciding which league you were in. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we won't go rustling those those uh, feathers again. Uh, um, no. And also, the number two in the division has also been decided as well. The Broncos. Yeah, Broncos can't so be they cannot be caught by uh, no. by ourselves or the Kings or anyone else. Anyone else? No, can't be caught. So, so congratulations to them. Congratulations to Gragemouth. They're in the hunt for the fifth, the first non-buy playoff spot as well. Indeed. Good for them. And I believe despite some reports, Division 1 is still alive and kicking. Yes. With the faintest of heartbeats. The faintest of heartbeats. The <laughs> the post that is currently online on your favorite podcast Facebook page that says the Edinburgh Outlaws are the champions of Division One is technically inaccurate because I can't read a schedule. So Edinburgh, you still need to tie a game. Easier <laughs> if you win, but if you as long as you tie a game, just don't um, lose. Just don't lose all three. Don't lose all three. Um. Yeah. Capitals, by the way. Capitals. 
Painfully obvious. Capitals? The Dragons, SEC. Chieftains, <laughs> Crusaders, and Capitals. That's a shit name. Get it. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. No, that's Sorry. right. It's fine. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, now I can, I can join in again now. I have to figure that out. Is, it's been is that why you were quiet? Is yeah. <laughs> frantically searching. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, right. Any more? Any more results you want to headline? I think we're good. Uh, no, I think I'll wait until we're actually into we'll wait until we, we get, get into the into some of the more uh, controversial aspects of certain games that Tom will be able to enlighten us on because he was actually there. He was actually there. This is the weirdest thing because I'm I'm quite famously unable to remember anything. That's fine. That's fine. Oh, don't worry, Tom. We can jog your memory. We can remind you. Yeah. Um. Right. Let's start in the the premier premiership, shall we? Um. With. I was tell you what. I was going to start with the games that looked like they were good. Um. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of good games. This is just based primarily on on scores, really. Um, and we do actually have some uh, report game day reports this year, um, which this week, which is good. We spoke to some people in the in the community. Um, and when I looked through all of the scores from the day, the the one I think I replied in our little group chat with WTF to first there were many but first was grangemouth broncos 41 warrington revolution 40 okay you weren't the only one and we were stood there watching it <laughs> that was just i just i don't know i don't know what i thought but i did not think it was that was going to be a one point game and if it was going to be a one point game i would have had it like 18 19 or something like that i don't think i would have had it uh, quite, quite like that. Do you know what's even better? Talk to the me. Revs had it, had the ball to win the game, and they went for two. Oh, oh they did they? They went for two. Good on them. Love that. Love, love that. Is, that. That's proper I'm, football. Big. I'm big, saying that with like big the weight confidence. Big the way we HNC it. Thumbs up to the revs. If I mean, fucking hell, Tom. Bigger, big if true, but if true, <laughs> massive thumbs up. And um, the other thing I would say about the revs was their kits that we mentioned in the last episode. They're actually probably better in person than they are better in, in full. Better in person? Oh uh, yeah, I think so. That's good. So that's that's just good. just an additional one. And having just logged on to the, the League Republic for the, the results, would you like to know a stat, Bess? Always. I, mean, is... I just made you listen to one about the surnames of referees, so I feel like you're yeah, yeah, yeah. entitled to uh, to drop one. There's four games this past game day that were one-point games. Oh, I know. I know. Four. Um, well, no, sorry. There was one that's a two-point game. Yeah, close enough. But that—that that is, 
Tacked. Awesome. Tacked. Uh, awesome. The, Great yes, games. The, so I spoke to uh, the universe's leading tackler um, about the games this weekend. Um, and MVT. MVT. And yeah, Fraser was quite happy to say that uh, the offense bailed them out to save the game. Defensively, we did not adjust enough and let them run seven-yard plays up the field. Uh, credit to them for playing a near-mistake-free game and would not have complained if we had lost. <laughs> so, yeah, fair, fair enough. That's all you can, all you can. Uh, Good honesty. All you can, uh, all you can really say. Um, one of <laughs> he also mentioned. He also told me about the their game against the the crows um and i know that on on the score sheet the um it was a 50 to 32 game so it's like there's a you know much bigger uh yeah i think that was that was one that uh, i managed to see while i was still there and i don't know if i, I can i did read fraser's remarks before but i can't quite remember them now but it was one that was really close up until the half and yeah. then i think Grangemouth kind of just stretched their legs a little bit and opened up a bit of a gap and at that point Manchester... Do you know, do you know how the gap was opened, Greg? Do you know how the gap was opened? Uh, oh, it was initially in the first half it was a safety, wasn't it? The, the sack race winner. There is. Yeah. The sack race winner from last year, Sarah Wakeland, with a safety to uh, to uh, get them to control of the game with that, with a two-score lead. Um, so yeah, really enjoyable game of flag, a real test where both teams put their best foot forward. Shout out to Sarah for grabbing the safety that allowed us to control the game with a two-score lead. Liam Harper is tall. Yes. <laughs> was just dropped in there. The thing is, they've got a carbon copy on the other side of the field as well. Yeah. I think Liam, I might be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure he's like number 19 and there's another lad who's like number 18. Exactly the same build, exactly the same sort of just, you know. Catch radius, I think they call that, Greg. It's catch radius, but just, you know, they put them in a mould and got two of them. Nice. Nice. And it was uh, so yeah, it was, it was a fun game to watch. Good. Good. One of my favourites being um, the Crows little trick play they were playing. <laughs> stand there, three players all look a bit confused around the QB. Someone line up next to the, QB, next to the centre. Pop it to the, centre, uh, to the slot guy. Straight back to centre. And there you go. Boom. Uh. I think they scored on it. I think they got first downs on it. It was um, Tommy. It was a great little play. It was a great little play that one. Tom Tom's now outed that play, so they can't. Yeah, use Tom's it now again. outed it. There you go. So if you see the crows oh. in the playoffs, watch their center. <laughs> Just watch for them faking. A, is it a Phil, home. is it? I bet. I yeah. bet Phil calls it himself, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, I bet he's like, "Oh, we should do it. We should do the play." <laughs> I mean, it was for Phil to score on like a one, like a half a yard or one inch line. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's calling a shot. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Do the, do the, uh, do the confused thing. Do the knee thing. I mean, in, in, in interest, in, in interest of balance, I will say that a lot of the Broncos' offense that game went through Matty Ross. Like he's a very good player. It happens. Yeah. When he played him at centre, he's someone should cover that guy. Contained. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 there were there were there were chance of possibly he should be covered from some of the oil cats who were watching the game. Um, it was uh, well, I say chance. Mentioned it to me as walked in passing, looking at the score sheet, but uh, there was an awful lot of uh, eighty-three to eight for the touchdowns. 
in that game. It was uh, it was quite a yeah. So cover Matty and watch the watch Phil um, <laughs> in a fake huddle. There you go. Just like that. Just like that. It's like uh, yeah. yeah. Other uh, the I do believe I'm due Phil an apology as well. I kind of scarpered after our first game, so I think he was. I think he was looking forward to uh, having a conversation or certainly making some points about uh, certain uniforms um, this weekend, but I obviously had to disappear pretty early. So maybe next time. I mean, to be fair, the next time time that you guys are likely to see each other, I can be there with a microphone and a camera. So (laughs) (laughs) actually, it might work out. It might work out better. So... what what are you referring to then, Des? So, well, both that teams are that, both both that, teams are. Is that something you're wanting to? Is that some news you're wanting to break? Both teams are well, just that both teams are currently in playoff spots, and you therefore usually have a phone with you. I usually have a phone on me, much like everybody else in the world. Everyone's got a camera okay. in their pockets these days, Greg. It's a nightmare. Uh, it's true. True. Um, yeah. So the uh, what else did I have? That I have picked out um, Raptors Bandits at 18 to 20 to the Bandits yeah. that's huge um, I think yeah in the race for the playoffs yeah big playoff implications right there um, um, are, are we going to talk about the um, the King Samurai I think we're going to have to talk about the King Samurai um at uh, at some point, yeah, um, yeah. So the only thing is, I have to say that anything I say about this is kind of like second, third, or fourth hand, as I wasn't watching that game at the time. What is impressive about this game is that I have heard about it, having not been there. I have heard about it independently from at least four different people. One of them going back to uh, to being Fraser, who felt like he had to include a report from the three games they played plus the game he refereed. <laughs> Which is unusual when we talk to people. Normally you don't get a, you know what? I refereed this game uh, and it was amazing, but leads through the game away though. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not normally you get the report from a referee based on the game being incredible. It's normally yeah. like something controversial happened. Um, but yeah, would, would you like to take us through it? Would you like to piece together all the reports you've had from these four or five different sources? The various reports I've had are that if you are 12 points up with double-digit seconds remaining in a game, you should probably win it. However, and... A lot of the focus, I think, has been on how Leeds have thrown this game. But let's let's not disrespect the Kings here. They still had to score however many points it was with the opportunities that were presented to them. That's very true. But yeah, when the Leeds quarterback describes uh, <laughs> describes what happened as nightmare fuel... Um, yeah, not, not I, great. I, so, I do have a question for you, Bez. Yeah. 
at what point do we question, do we start questioning the suitability of a man who cannot run a two-minute offense for running Baffa? I mean, the question has been asked. I'm sure that you'll get a message in your DMs to answer it. <laughs> you can't run a two-minute um, offense. How can we expect him to run the whole goddamn game? Uh, maybe that. Maybe that's what he was thinking about. Maybe he was, you know, maybe he had to get the offense together and have an EGM in the car on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been told it was a very, very quiet car <laughs> on the way home. So I, I made, I made a mistake not knowing that score until after we were packed up and on our way. I walked into the changing room. I said, "All right, guys, how'd you get on today to the Leeds team?" <laughs> I, 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 it was quiet. Did it start I felt, snowing? I felt was bad. It snowing yeah. in July in that room, was it? Um, uh, yeah, I, I, into I, a graveyard. I wanted that one back. Uh, hi, Kamish, by the way. Hello. <laughs> it was lovely seeing you. Yeah, couple of, uh, couple of picks, couple of silly turnovers inside the last couple of minutes, and that's it. Game. Game over. Nightmare fuel. Nightmare I mean, fuel. If people, I mean, like like you say, I, I, you know, if you go up against an HNC team, <laughs> you go in against some of the best in the league. So it's not, it's not on it. It's not unexplainable that an HNC team does the impossible and turns that around. So it's unfortunate that it's happened to the commission, but let's just, at the end of the day, accept that it's because the HNC are a better division. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, uh, the evidence says that we can't argue with you anymore, Tom. Yeah. No, you can't. Done my maths. <laughs> a twenty-point lead with five minutes left to go, and apparently it was just pissed away. Love it. Stuart but- Brady running the Kings' offense deserves some credit. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Do you know the one that jumps out at me the most? Kyle, Kyle Ryan never showing his face ever again. Um, I thought you were going to go Kyle Leaf. Oh, wow. We're going to have to get some like 283 graphics or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, <laughs> just that... do, you know, do you know the green that jumped out at me the most, though? Even on top of that one? It was the Hornets Titans. Ooh. It was 26-21. Yeah, 26-21. You know what, right? I just while we're on this with, as Greg mentioned before, a whole bunch of games that are within that are relatively close. And it was the same across Division One, particularly in Darlington. Rough game for the handicappers. Rough. Oh. Rough oh, week. Yeah. Rough, rough week for um no one's covering the spread. No, the uh the the high so there was 80, 16 games were on the handicap across the two forms for people to play with. The high score was nine and the average was like 6.3 or something. <laughs> there are there are a lot of people that did not get beyond five <laughs> across 16 games. Oh. And, I, and I don't know, does that mean does that mean that I'm good? I'm a good handicapper and people are not very good at picking? I just think that that means the games are pretty darn good. Yeah, I think that means the games were... Yeah, I need to maybe rein them back in again. Well, I don't know. Because I, mean, I think... I think and it's obviously... 
I think decent, the but... I think people generally picked the winners of the games correctly. Had it just been an outright, they would have got. There would have been most people would have done pretty well, but it was the spread that caught people out. So people weren't giving I mean, the underdogs the chance to stay close. So. I mean, if that's the case, then it's you know the the, the spreads are obviously pretty good then because. Thanks, Greg. It, I think it's a, it must be a bit of both. Yeah. Oh, thanks, you. Greg. Oh. Well, no, because thanks, mate. People are, the right, if people are getting the team that's winning it, then they're obviously yeah. on the right side. But the spreads obviously you succinctly enough where you're enticing them into it. Yeah. You're lulling them in. I take it. I take it. Tom must have picked a lot of wrong ones this weekend. Eh? Tom didn't you know pick what? any. I didn't, Tom went I didn't get anything wrong. Tom went didn't get one wrong. Didn't get one didn't right. Get one either. wrong. <laughs> you haven't got any right either. Didn't, didn't get one right wrong either. Your win percentage is shocking. Um, okay, so cool. The painful thing uh, there is, is I had my. I don't know. No, I'm defending myself. Oh really? I've okay. been called out. I, I messed up. I had it open on my phone and I forgot to do it. How's that, how that defending yourself? That's even that's even worse. <laughs> you know, I sat there. I, I want to do it. That's, that's like the Andy on. Dufresne defense. Look, I, yes, I was there. I was at the scene. I had a gun. I just didn't pull the trigger. And as we all know, he was he he, he, he um was he though? He was because we haven't no that movie's that movie that movie is ambiguous. It's best. an un it's an unreliable narrator, it's isn't a, it? Yeah. It, it's it's red that's narrating the movie, so you only see it from that person's side. You don't see the fact. Think about it, Thomas. One thing that we've seen from modern politics and things is that if you're rich and white, you get away with it. Therefore, he was definitely not guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Come, <laughs> come. Ah, Jesus. That's the most unlikely source that I thought we'd get on with. Uh, oh, to, 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 drag us, to, to drag us kicking and screaming <laughs> through a through a half mile of sewer pipe um, back to flag football. Hey, it's, a football it's a football field. It's a football field. It's a football uh, field worth of I do I do have uh, I have two points to make. Oh, sorry. One point to make. Um, so you weren't even there for the battle of the uniforms, were you, Greg? You didn't play that game. No. 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 Well, I'm going to give you the win. I'm going to give you the win anyway, because that is the first time you've played the crows since calling them all out. So you can. Uh, and I say you've played the crows. The all guys have played the crows. You, you are, you are yet to play them across their last three uniforms. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, have, they all, there... have they all been injuries, or has any of them actually just been? I've been away with work. Uh, or is it just... No, I think the, I think the, the original nightmare, nightmare hell one, the original one where it was raining. I think you were hurt, so you didn't come down with us, and then we haven't played them since. So, yeah. Okay, so the crows basically send a sniper to take me out beforehand, did they? Well, yeah, I mean, did say some, did say some harsh things. Um, so as the <laughs> unif- as the uniform monitor, did you? Was there anything that you picked up on? Obviously, you like the revs. As I say, the revs, the revs was actually better in person. Okay, was the was the was the crows better in person? He looks pained. That's he, he, right. looks, he looks pained. <laughs> like, he looks like he's trying it's, to say something nice. It's not my cup of tea. That's all I'm gonna say. Like, no, it's probably from Yorkshire. If they, if that's they, why. If they like it, 
that's fine. I'm I'm not a fan. Not and fine. to be honest with you, I think the majority of what I dislike about it is not necessarily the burgundy. It's the burgundy on white. That to me just doesn't it just looks weird. It just doesn't sit right. If it was burgundy, black, and black, then fine. That would probably look pretty cool, but yeah. Doesn't look cool, does it? I'm not a fan. Look, that's that's all it is. Stop trying to stop trying to get me to say something that I'm not going to say. The truth. <laughs> Your opinion? Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, I've given you my opinion. Okay, they've won. Time is more rolling on, so let's <laughs> let's head over to the other side of the country where we were in Darlington, Middlesbrough, uh, and and Newcastle, um, Tom's favorite place in the world. Um, home sweet home. And yeah, some some more relatively interesting results. We had another Division One tie, which is always always important to look out for. Leeds Ronan nineteen, Aberdeen Silvercats nineteen. Um, yeah, headlines I guess. Another tough day for Grange with Colts. Um, although we've heard from them too. Um, so, oh, are you, are you wanting to have a quick mention of the facilities? That, that were put on for the guys because I believe they were uh, spoken of very favourably yeah go for it um, and they, they also they also served something that comes in pints as well it comes in pints yes yes well, they did you've had a whole half already so well no it was just you know there's obviously been a couple of times this year with the, the facilities and, and did one not to a team's fault or anything like that but the, the facilities haven't been quite what they're hoping for but apparently the rugby club where this was hosted at was absolutely spot on so well done to uh was it the steam the darlington steam yeah. yes so well, well done to them for finding yeah, a for very fun. very good facility and hopefully everyone gets to enjoy it at some point yeah hopefully they'll uh, be able to return there soon enough um what else we got? We had the Blockbuster, of course. We had the Blackhawks playing the Outlaws, both teams uh, heading into their undefeated. Hmm. Um, actually, all four teams in Division 1 that were undefeated heading into the weekend, not one of them got out. Yeah. Not one of them survived the final cross-conference weekend. So um, Newcastle obviously dropped the game to Edinburgh, 26-8. Edinburgh then somehow somehow uh, dropped the the Longhorns game eighteen thirteen the Reading Devils upset the Flash and who was the other one Salford did Salford lose? Um, yeah, I believe so. Yes. So so I yeah. So the, the, score, the bizarrely the game the race for the number one seed in Division One. Hasn't hugely changed, even though all, because, because all four of them did the same thing. Uh, so, so there's still there's still the number one seed in the and the double the double the double buy. Um, are, I think are up everyone for knows who they, everyone knows who they want that the one final be between though, don't they? Like we want we want to see Outlaws versus Flash. Uh, to be honest, if it was a final four between the teams that are now all on one loss. Yeah. That would be spectacular viewing. Um so especially if they're all playing 
you know opposite conferences and stuff so yeah that would be really cool to see um I yeah i think it's worth saying it's quite impressive that the outlaws went down and and only dropped one game without their quarterback yeah but then yeah. at the same time nice to see liam back in chucking the ball around um yeah. from the from the photographs that i've seen um still got it still got it still got the old arm the old cowboy coming back in and slinging his gun. <laughs> um, so yeah, good to see. Good to see. And yeah, I guess you know disappointment for for Edinburgh. I know that they wanted to maintain the maintain the zero, but uh, potentially just a little a little one to refocus them against the before the stretch run at the end of the season. Um. So yeah, and always always good to have stuff to to work on. Um. What else did I have uh, highlighted? Um, oh, the Chargers, 46 points. Another win. Yes. Considering that we were coming in to the season with, with Charger Watch still still well in hand. Um, yeah, 46 to 33 win against the Roosters in a, in a shootout. Um, you've also for, got... A, for the fourth win of the season? Win number four. Uh, yeah, and also... Great work. A, a, um, yeah, four, four and two over the over the NEC. Um, you've also yeah, pretty good game against the Blackhawks, twenty six. Um, so yeah, can't can't complain too much about their their away day this time out. Um, tough day to the for the Distillers. Not sure if they did go there and back in uh, in one go. I know that was mooted during preseason that they would drive down, play their games, and drive home. All in, all in one day. Um, but but yeah, losses losses for them to the to the Blackhawks and Longhorns, which were maybe expected. But um, again, a good win, forty points to seven over the over the Roosters. Um, so it yeah, it leaves it all to play for. It does. Yeah. There's a team in Div One that I think you're gonna like. Okay. They've got two ties. Two ties? Two ties on that last game day. Oh, do they? Yes. The Leeds oh, oh, Leeds. Yeah, yeah, Leeds. Yeah, two ties because they, they tied 13-13 with the Commission's Colts. baby team. Yeah. Yeah, the baby team. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, one and two is not a, uh, is not a, <laughs> is not a daily record that you normally, um, you would normally see, but yeah, really That's what good. I kind of love. One that I one that I definitely I definitely do enjoy. Um, so obviously there's loads of other loads of other stuff going on at the weekend, um, but it's now time for the all important breakdown of who is actually better than who. Uh, now, Tom, you've painstakingly put this together. Do you want to? Yeah, wanna go I did homeworks. You want to do go through it? This is your feature. So, I mean, I'm sure everyone's desperately surprised to hear that the you know consider we covered it first game day didn't go particularly well for the agency it, um, true that true that Spec- well, the premiership in the premiership yeah we had uh, we had a seven seven wins for the agency and 11 losses yeah div one got 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 us out of a hole and turned it around with a seven to make the record 17 16 and one yeah, so the Div One went twelve five and one in games yeah. and the games that were played in Scotland. So yeah. we did we after week one 
we were all about home field. Home home advantage in cross conference is massive. Yeah. Well, it was. So does that mean that the HNC can still write the they call themselves the best division? Because we just eked it out. Well, that was that was the, that was that was game day one, Greg. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. We've now got game, game day, day two. two. It all changed. Div one. Seven, seven, and two. Oh, all square. All square. Tie. Tie for a tie. Tie for a tie. However, the big boys stepped up this time and did the heavy lifting with a 16 and seven record. So, what we finished with was an overall Prem record of 23 and 18. In the HNC's favor, Div one and 19, 13, and three record in HNC's favor, meaning that all in HNC won with an overall record of 42, 31, and three. Can't argue that. (laughs) You're right, the facts are undeniable. I did even take time in my note to say that it might be time to admit that the best teams in the NEC are catching the bottom teams in the in the uh, in the agency. It's, it's it's closer than it used to be. You're right. You're right. <laughs> no, I think I think what we we have one thing is that we're you know teams aren't racing to play the Titans in the in the playoffs. Put it that way. I think teams aren't really racing to try and face off against the Vipers either. I think the Vipers no. have kind of stepped themselves up and, you know, made quite a few people take notice of them. Yeah, no, it's it's. Um, I mean, it's the top. There's there's definitely a big three now in the in the NEC. Um, it's no longer the big two. I think. With the medium, you're going to say it's a big 1.2. Nah, I'm going to say that the, the big three are in the HNC, and then there's like a medium three in the NEC because, as you've just shown, we're better than they are. So. Yeah. so, okay, so like like HNC would be like the extra hot Nando sauce, and like, yeah, medium to mild would be the NEC. Yeah. Like, okay. you know, if we are, if, well, if we're like the tasty medium sauce that everybody likes, they are probably like lime Lemonade Peronese, yeah. you know? So, yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. Chicken. Okay. <laughs> basically, chicken. Um, no, it, 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 but basically. Wait, hang on, hang on. Let's just go back here. Do we need to get Greg a Cheeky Nando's? You never had a cheeky Nando's. I don't think so. You never been out with your pal, who's like the absolute archbishop of Banterbury. You'd be like, (laughs) cheeky Nando's, and you'd be like, yeah, man, cheeky Nando's be amazing. No, you've 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 never requested the go best. Oh well, okay. (laughs) I'm sure there's one in Aberdeen. No idea. Uh, There's one in a retail. There's one in a retail park outside Inverness, so I'm sure there's one in Aberdeen. (laughs) It's bound to be one in Aberdeen. I'm not sure where it is. There's two. Um, There's two. two. There's two, there's one in Union Square, and there's one near uh, Belmont Street. On Belmont Street. Cheeky. Yeah. 
I've never even noticed the one in Union Square. You know that. We are really taking regional regional podcasting to an extreme level. Here, right? <laughs> when you come but, to the, when you come to the Granite City Quake, you will have not one but two, two choices. Choices. Nando's. Um, not that you'll go. You'll go <laughs> Tom will create a, a map for you. <laughs> no, you don't need to go anywhere but to the fantastic uh, Quake party. To the official after party. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, and Maggie's Grill. Well, yeah, if you want to go to Maggie's Grill on the Friday night when you arrive. And then we need to get that sponsorship. Saturday up. night party. Yeah, we do. Um, okay, moving on from the games. We have been given what I think is an exclusive. There oh. might be, there's some actual journalism here. Um, we have been given the, given access to the real life, genuinely official BAFA standings spreadsheet <laughs> so i was wondering where this was going so there is no more unofficial standings coming for you on our graphics this week which will be which will be coming out probably yeah probably after this drops but you may have seen the graphics first um so we can give you a genuine snapshot of exactly what is going to happen in each division followed up by a couple non-exhaustive clinching scenarios so we'll be able to tell you what you have to do to make the playoffs um which is quite exciting so thomas would you like to start in division one or in the premiership because it's scripted i'm going to say premiership (laughs) fair enough premiership okay uh in the premier league the current number one overall seed uh, is the Cardiff Hurricanes, and they are the number one <laughs> overall seed by 0.4 points per game, which is a truly remarkable stat to be uh, this far into the season. In second place, the HNC division leaders, uh, division champions, uh, the Glasgow Hornets. In third place, we have the Manchester Titans, and in fourth, we have the London Smoke. So those guys are all in the in the hunt for for the bye um which is pretty good so the uh the the hurricanes and hornets have both clinched um the titans and smoke as yet have not so they go into uh into the weekend looking to not only clinch the divisions but obviously also clinch their bye after that starts to get exciting so in in fifth place we have the Grangemouth Broncos in sixth place, the Sheffield Vipers Green in seventh, the London Rebels in eighth, the North Ants Titans Blue, ninth, Aberdeen Oil Cats, tenth, the Manchester Crows, eleventh, the Coventry Cougars, and in twelfth, on a tiebreaker head to head, we have the Wigan Bandits. In thirteenth position, we have the Dunfermline Kings who are on the outside looking in, and then below them, uh, relatively significantly, we have the Chichester Sharks the Leeds Samurai, the Victoria Park Panthers, the Western Supers, Renfrewshire Raptors, Warrington Revolution, Aylesbeville Spartans, and Glasgow Killer Bees rounding out the Premiership table as a whole. Um, So, yeah, quite exciting, uh, the way that looks. So... We've got a couple of clinching scenarios and all of them are relatively based at the bottom of that. Um, and these are only HNC ones. We may do a bit more 
on our preview show about what else could happen. But in order to make the playoffs, the Clint, the Kings, the Dunfermline Kings, will clinch if they better the results of the Wigan Bandits. So the Wigan Bandits have a head-to-head over our friends at Dunfermline. Um, however, they're both on 13 games. They're both 6-7, and seven, and they both have three games to play. So it's essentially a straight shootout with Wigan having a half game because of the head-to-head. And if we're being honest here, we're probably looking at the Kings needing some favours. Because yeah. that, the last three games of the season for the Kings, quite a tough, quite a tough schedule there. Who have they got? They have the... I'll see if I can get the actual order of it as well for you. But oh, they, yeah. um, we should have it in our document, in our schedule. So they if, go... Fairly sure. Oh, shoot. What? It goes Broncos. They've got the Bron- Hornets. You are absolutely correct. Broncos, Bees, Hornets. Oofed. Okay. Um, and I don't know the order, right? But but Wigan have the Crows, the Revs, and the Samurai. So my understanding... So would probably be they have, the, they have the Samurai. Right. Yep. And then they have the Revs. Yeah. And, and then, then they, they have the, the Crows. Crows. So you would probably favour... the Well, based on current standings, you would favour the Bandits in two of those games, and you would favour the Kings in one of those games. So something to watch for, and there might be some nervous phone checking. Uh, as we go, um, but I haven't. I have, I have a, an interesting clinching scenario for you boys. Oh, oh! So, at the moment, the Glasgow Killer Bees are on zero wins. They are bottom of the Premiership table nationwide. But what if I told you they are not yet guaranteed relegation? So you're long... telling me I'm that telling there's you, a chance. There's a chance. It's not a easy one. It requires some assistance. So the Killer Bees obviously need to win all three games. An uphill task in itself. When they play the Raptors, they must beat them by seven points or more and they need the Renfrewshire Raptors to lose all of their games in that event they would both be tied on three wins and the Killer Bees would win on would be above them on aggregate and therefore would play in a survival playoff rather than be automatically relegated I feel like you should have had the great escape playing in the background <laughs> if that happens bloody well will um, the Raptors obviously can clinch their survival with a tie or a win um, basically, and who do the Raptors have on the, the final game day? Rap- I'm not sure I don't have it in front of me um, they definitely play us the B- they play us and the Bees um, so there's that's it yeah they play us and the Bees so you're telling me there's a chance? 
telling you there is a chance. Telling you that there is a chance. Um, so, um, yeah, that's my that's my kind of Premier League clinching so scenarios. Could, that could be very interesting, actually, when you think about it, because the if, Raptors have been struggling for a QB this past couple of games. If, if I was a... And if that was to continue for this final game day. If I was a schedule maker for the final game day, I would have, I think I would have the Raptors and the Bees on first. Get it over with. <laughs> um, but I'm not. I mean, no, if you're the schedule maker, you'd have that last. Just nah, because it might not matter by then. Ah, true. It might not true. matter by then because there's three games. So the only way it definitely matters is if, if they play yeah. their game first. So True. Um, so yeah, um, but you know, still pretty, still pretty exciting. Um, that would be it, it. You know what? That could still be pretty fun. Could still be fun. Could still be fun. Um, okay, da, 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 da. division one. Oh, Division one, we have six six divisions. Obviously, four of them get the coveted double buy. Um, and the other four, um, the other two get single buy, followed by the two next best teams. Um, so it's all it's all kind of chaotic. Um so one through one through four our division leaders. We've got the the Flash, the Outlaws, the Blackhawks, and the Cowan Cougars um, are all um, currently getting that that double buy as one of the top four seeds. Um, the but it, it's mental. So the Blackhawks, all those four, the Blackhawks are the only ones who have formally clinched. Um, as we mentioned earlier on, the Outlaws still do actually need a half game, um, but they've got a head to head over the Blackhawks. And um, the Flash are. Uh, number one overall, um, and they have the number. They have a head-to-head over the Reading Devils, <laughs> um, who are second place in their division um, on aggregate points, which is <laughs> <Just> amazing. <laughs> um, so yeah, below Kevin, we've got the Salford Scorpions, the Exeter Falcons, uh, the Reading Devils, the Turn Up the Cheltenham Neptunes. Uh, Buckingham Shire Wolves, Clyde Comets, Swansea Hammerheads, Lincolnshire Longhorns, Kenyshire Kings, Nottingham Bears, Gwent Gators, and North Ants Phantoms. That gets you down to number 16 in the final playoff spot. Below that, we've got the Aberdeen Silvercats in 17th, the Coventry Panthers in 18th, and the Murray Distillers in 19th, who um, are all reasonably in with a shout. That's as far as through the homework as we've got at the moment. Below them, starting with 20th through 36th, We've got the Manchester Titans, Bees, the Sheffield Vipers, Orange, Chichester Sharks, Bees, Cardiff Bay Coyotes, West Lothian Chargers, Wirral Vikings, South Yorkshire Roosters, Salisbury City Marauders, Leeds Ronan, Grangemouth Colts, Darlington Steam, Nottingham Honey Badgers, Waveney Wolves, Chorley Buccaneers, West Lancashire Serpents, Berkshire Renegades, and the Solent Red Storm. Um, 
And my takeaway from that is that there are a lot of Div 1 teams. And it's epic. Still my so, from a very, 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 very quick glance at this, I believe the Chargers still have three games left. And they're three games, I believe, behind North Ads. So, technically uh, speaking, so yeah, technically so... speaking, they still have a chance too. So we'd need to do a lot of a lot of working out, but yeah, potentially of the 16 places up to maybe 23, 24 are still in. Yeah. <laughs> um it's yeah, there's a there's a lot of working out to do. The spreadsheet is vast. Um and our one of the things we need to work out is how we're going to share this properly <laughs> in graphic format. Um but yeah, there's a lot. Uh, so going back to the HNC, we can... I've got one easy clinching scenario and one long one. Um, Chargers fans, hopefully for next week, I will have it worked out whether or not you can make it. Um, the long one is for the distillers and they're... Um, yeah, they are uh one two three four there are five places above you and theirs is a significant clinching scenario so i was going to say i think they play the silver cats so i think obviously yeah. i don't one think will it would be other. possible yeah for the chargers so um they could so be ties but i need to we need to work it out yeah so silver cats up in aberdeen you clinch a playoff berth with two wins and two phantoms losses so silvers have two games left phantoms have three phantoms will be underdogs in two of them so it's going to be it's going to be touch and go right there at the very bottom um and crucially the silvers play the murray distillers the murray distillers obviously first year in the league they can clinch the final playoff spot with two wins one of which has to be beating the Silver Cats by 41 points or more. <laughs> and wow. having a better game day record than the Coventry Panthers. And the Phantoms win no more than two of their three games. Okay. So, I mean, other than the Silver Cats result that they would require, that's not necessarily... The other game they have is versus the Clyde Comets. Okay. That's, that's potentially an issue. So we're going we're gonna to find out if home field advantage really does matter when you come to Murray. <laughs> oh, Baffa gets a new destination. Baffa gets a new destination. Uh, it's, taken us, it's taken us all year, but finally Baffa on the last day of the season, we'll be visiting uh, Murray on what I actually hope is also the Exeter Falcons' final home day. (laughs) (laughs) Just make them them spread far and wide. Share the love of flag football across as much of the country as we can. Do we know where about Murray are going to be? um, Are Murray going to be They held their affiliate games in Lossiemouth. Um, but they train in Elgin. But they train in Cooper Park, but you, you they won't be able to have their games there because there's not change of facilities and bathrooms available for the pitches. So I would by imagine, log- unless it's going to be... By that logic, the games will be in Keith then. Hey, now. So just keep moving further down. 
No, I would think they would go back to, I think they would go back to either the school, the community campus in Lossie or one of the schools in Elgin would be my okay. guess. Um, but I don't know. We'll find out for next week. Um, Just take, so. take them to the wilderness and we'll go uh, Craig Ulachi. Exactly. Just Craig Elke. Just, uh, yeah, just draw some just draw some lines in a field at Belinda Loch. Um, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my that's my. Uh, just hope people get uh, distracted by distilleries along the way. Exactly, it's the smell. The smell is so good. Um, so yeah, would you like to do some as it stands? Stand as it stands stuff. As it stands, standing. as it stands. Is that what you were about to say? <laughs> I was going to go for as it stands standings, but what I actually meant was as it stands consequences. Okay. So at the moment, like the stand stands. At the moment, I, the stand stands. The we start in the south. Um, there's no automatic relegation down south because of so many Premiership teams withdrawing. So the Flash would come up. They're promoted automatically. The Devils are coming up, promoted automatically. The Cowan Cougars are coming up, promoted automatically. And then the turn up the tunes in Cheltenham uh, are playing the Western Supers for the final Premier League South spot. Um, Aylesbury-Vale Spartans are lower ranked than the Supers, um, but because there's only four teams in the South East, there's going to be no relegation from there. So Weston would have to play the playoff. Um, there's a lot of location bias, isn't there? <laughs> These BAFA rankings. You, you, you could say that. Well, I haven't said... People would say that. I haven't said that, but people might... Um, I, believe, I believe there's a division winner in the southwest that potentially doesn't get promoted. Yes, yes there is. Um, <laughs> quarterbacked by the guy who wrote the schedule. Um, <laughs> so in the north, uh, at the moment, as it stands in the standings, the Warrington Revolution are going down, the Blackhawks are coming up, and the Lincolnshire Longhorns play an incredibly intriguing game against the Leeds Samurai, which would be quite quite fun. Um, unless they pull off their miracle, the Glasgow Killer Bees, as it stands in the standings, are being automatically relegated while the Edinburgh Outlaws automatically promoted. And the Clyde Comets are currently playing the Renfrewshire Raptors for the final Premier League spot, which is also enthralling. So lots of lots of good games on on the horizons. Um, Quick question on that one. Yeah. Are all Promotion don't know relegation games are they getting played at finals? Or are they 2BC as far as I'm aware? This the finals day schedule has not been done up yet because there's like there's a lot of ground to cover, obviously. Um, because the youth finals are also on the same day, okay, or on the same weekend. So there's potentially they have one prem youth and promotion games all happening at the same time so you know the complex is open nine till five so work it out i think is the current is the current state of operations um <laughs> we have a yeah. venue by the way we missed that we do we do have a venue we're going to Platt lane in manchester oh, yeah. which is the manchester met I think, uh, so. I think that's the one sports facility so quite cool for all you sports facility fans out there 
Yeah. Okay. Um, so as it stands in the standings, the you already know that the uh, Hurricanes, Hornets, Titans, and Smoke would be getting their their little buys straight to the quarterfinals, um, and that's what gives us some pretty pretty exciting matchups in the first rounds. So the London Rebels and the Manchester Crows would play off. Uh, the Sheffield Vipers Green would play off against the Coventry Cougars. The Grangemouth Broncos get the Wigan Bandits. Um, and the North Ants Titans Blue face off against the Aberdeen Oil Cats. Um, so obviously, all that is subject to the final, the vagaries of the final game day. Um, but is yeah, reasonably exciting. Um, and then we get to Div 1. The madness that is Div 1. Uh, London Flash, Edinburgh Outlaws, Newcastle Blackhawks and the Cowan Cougars are all receiving the double bye straight to the quarterfinals. Um, the round before that, the Salford Scorpions, Exeter Falcons, Reading Devils and Cheltenham Neptunes will all get a bye to the round of eight um, where they will wait on the uh, results of the Buckinghamshire Wolves versus the North Ants Phantoms, the Clyde Comets versus the Gwent Gators, the Lincolnshire Longhorns versus the Kendisham Kings, and the Swansea Hammerheads versus the Nottingham Bears would be your wild card rounds. And actually, Greg, on that point you just made, raises an interesting topic. So if you are a wild card, in the Division One playoffs, as Clyde are, they've got to win one, two, three, four. They'll play five games if they won a national. If they made it to the national championship, if they won their first one and ended up in the plate, they would play one, two, three, four. They would also play five games, right? And then they've also got a playoff promotion as well, promotion playoff as well. So they. Could be sick, yeah. Do they play a game one day and then come back and play the others on the Sunday, or do, like there's a lot of stuff to manage, or they could just obviously play it. But then the 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 disadvantage there then is surely that the Premier League team that they're playing against doesn't have to play that, so you'd be having a yeah. Team so what potentially so played five? If I throw back to when we were at Bellevue all those years ago, the Premier League team played like a warm-up match against someone else and then played their promotion playoff. And yeah, I think the other team was potentially involved in the... Oh, it was a different format, though. Yeah, I don't know. It, I don't I mean, know. But yeah, you're right. It's a very strange situation. You're right. Um, it's weird that you can be in two competitions at once because you're trying to win a... Trying to win I the mean, championship if, and also trying to, like, to get... If you're promotion. asking them to play a playoff game prior to then going into this plate you know that's then at saying that they've got to try and win six games compared to everyone else and because they came second in the division that they're worse off as a result not necessarily in the same position as someone from a different conference who maybe didn't have the playoff game you know it, it's, yeah. it, it's it's interesting kind of screams a thing of you know especially with it going to be two Scottish teams you know, have them play um, elsewhere. Yeah. Although I do I, quite the, enjoy the, the Festival of Flags, so. 
you know, yeah. mental effects cool, but however, it, it would be cool, issues. and we'd love to have that game there, but I don't see how you get around the disadvantages that you're putting on one of the teams, whether that be in their promotion relegation game or in their, their chance to go on first, first success. Yeah. 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 I'm not coming out and saying it's a disgrace, etc. That it's just the it, question that needs to be answered there. And I'm sure they're well aware of the issue. Yes, yes, and I'm sure it's being uh, it's being dealt with. So we'll just we'll wait and see. And once we know, you will know, and we will report on report on how it goes. Um, it's it, I mean it's quite an exciting idea for the whole tournament, but. In yeah. general, there's there's, oh, yeah, there's, yeah. there's there's a lot going on. I'm glad it's not I'm glad it's not me that's doing the organizing for it because that's just yeah mental. It's, um, it's just it it very very heavily favors the top teams. The best teams are very definitely getting the all the benefit, and with the well, know, how are we gonna know the be- how are we gonna know they're the best team until they have had the playoff, Tom? <laughs> um, no, I'm going to find mean, out who um, the best team in Edinburgh are. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the best team lost that day, but never mind, that's a different day. Um, I mean, the best team dropped everything in the end zone about a dozen times. But no, I mean, with the assumption that the that the Prem, as it grows eventually, um, moves to the same format of Div 1, you know, you're potentially going to have you know, a team that's maybe only lost twice in the HNC having to go through um through whatever reason or another, potentially have to go through uh, four or five games against well, it's like you look at the you look at um like Reading. There's a real chance that Reading have only lost only lose one game the whole year um and have to play an extra round. Um over Exeter, who have lost twice, but they won their division. So, but you know, you, you, yeah, I think you have to be rewarded for winning your division. So it's, yeah, you can, you can, you can play with playoff formats till forever. There's enough of them out there. Um, you know, I've got my favorite and no one ever listens to me, but, um, so what's your favorite again? Uh, it, you need, when you get to the top eight, I think one should play, one plays four. Two plays three, and then five plays five plays eight, six plays seven. The winners move forward to what's essentially the semis. The losers go into like another six elimination. Six plays five. seven. Yeah. So one plays four, and two yeah. plays one plays four, two plays yeah. three, and then five plays eight, six plays seven. So if it goes on seeding, one. One, three, uh, one and three move on with. Oh yeah, I need a, I need the diagram, but it's 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 the way that they do it in the rugby league. Okay. And the AFL, and basically the the losers, so the losers in the five to eight bracket in the first round, they're immediately eliminated. The winners play the losers of the top bracket, so the top teams get a second chance at it. And then the winners of those games come out and you play the person who's not the one that you played in the first round. Yeah, I'll need a diagram. 
<laughs> yeah, it's really good. Basically, yeah, and then basically you end up with like it, it favors. So basically, you split everyone into two. So the top two get more advantages than the second, than three and four. Three and four get more advantages than five and six, and seven and eight just get fucked. Um, so, Family <laughs> show, Bench. Family good. show. They do get good. Yeah, get better. Become third. Um, yeah, but it, it's it's really it's really exciting, and it yeah it brings into like. And it keeps the quality of matches high the whole way through rather than like one playing eight. Um, so it's, yeah, it gives you more like rivalry games and stuff if you do it consistently. Um, but it's better in a league format where everyone plays together all yeah. the time. So you can kind of increase that as maybe not best suited for flag football across an entire country. Um, yeah, that's that really. Um, okay, I think that's probably our show we've covered an awful lot of ground and you have but you know you've been with us for a while dear listeners um so it's almost family at this point isn't it it's almost a family show at this point and our, our listeners are our family the hnc community um <laughs> you know those who hnc it the way we do um you will you can go online um and you will be able to see on our facebook page that we have the championship t-shirts for the hnc this year are up and available proceeds are going to the charities of the the teams that have earned them um so yeah we'll once we'll post some details of, of where the money's going after that so yeah feel free to dive on there and purchase them there's also a commemorative charger watch t-shirt that will drop on friday night you thought we forgot but we didn't we're just slow um <laughs> so yeah We'll, that'll, that will drop to commemorate the, the end of Charger Watch. So if you are a Charger or a Chargers fan and you want to get involved with that, then then dive in. Um, that will that will yeah, that'll drop on Friday night. Um, ahead of what I think might be free post weekend. So you might not even have to pay any postage. Fantastico. So yeah, that's that. And it's just time to to roll on to nobody's favorite part of the show, uh, Tom's joke. Since we're standing with standing things and stands. Okay. We've gone, when you see two cows out in a field, they're good cows. They are outstanding in their field. <laughs> see, I know that joke where it's about scarecrows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you know, do you know, do you know why Jack won scarecrow of the year? He was outstanding in his field. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. These are pretty horrendous jokes when you start looking at them being puns about standing yeah it's fair enough it's fair enough yeah yeah well i was in um, uh i was in mcdonald's the other day tom yeah yeah i asked for two large fries bastards just gave me hundreds of little ones <laughs> i saw an elephant standing on a marshmallow i asked him why are you doing that he says so don't fall in the hot chocolate. Apparently it's an 80s joke, but I have zero understanding of that one. Because the marshmallows sit in the hot chocolate. Yeah, but why would, that, why would it have a caveat that says this is an 80s joke? It's not like hot chocolate's gone out of fashion. <laughs> like, I mean, unless we talk about the band. Like, Did they have an on, elephant? Um, or I don't know. I don't get it. I just, I saw it and... 
I had to say it because it made so oh, little sense. Chris is suggesting they're standing on the marshmallow in the mug of hot chocolate. No, no, no. I like. I understand. Yes, but Tom doesn't get it. Tom's head. He doesn't understand it. He doesn't get it. I mean, it's not funny. It's I up there. That, it's up the. You know why are you up, saying it? It's up. Using it. It's a very. Surely it's, you can find a, a semi-reasonable joke. It's quite a similar one to the uh, like. How do you get to Wales on a car? And you put one in the front and one in the back. Um, <laughs> Easy, um, but but yeah, that's a little bit further out there. Anyway, we'll save you all. Thank you for so much for listening. It has been another episode. Um, <laughs> or, or do you do you have you have one, Greg? Do you have a? I don't. Some, some, I don't have one. Do you have something you'd like to share with the class? No, I was just going to ask you what you'd learned this week. Oh, things I've learned this week. Yeah. Um. What have I learned? Have you had any pearls of wisdom to leave us with? You know what? I actually don't don't think I have. Um, however, I tell you what. Here's one. Here's one I found out that that I mean that happened to me the other day, and it's going to expose me slightly as a pedant, but. You will. Oh really? Yes. We've never noticed. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's so easy going. This weekend, while I was not at the games, um, I was at the, the wedding of my my very good friends, uh, David and Samantha. Congratulations to David and Samantha. They don't listen to the show, but hey, it's the thought <laughs> that counts. Um and in the morning our we were staying in Balmaha. And outside our hotel room in Balmaha was the path up Conic Hill. Now, for those that live in the Central Belt, Conic Hill is a very, very popular little hill um, right outside, right right next to Loch Lomond. Fantastic view, pretty much the whole loch. The big bit is laid out below you. We climbed to the top of it, and there's a very obvious point where everyone gets to that seems to have just been decided upon that this is the top. Right? It's all eroded. There's a little rock in the middle that everyone stands on as if it's the top and takes photographs and it is by far the best viewpoint on conic hill however there is a couple it's kind of bumpy up uh, undulates the top and two bumps further south further north sorry the uh, the bump is three vertical meters taller than conic hill and therefore it is the top so if you have never been there you have not been to the top but i have <laughs> So okay. suck it <laughs> suck it basically basically if you're gonna perhaps go to... someone should like start a little cairn there there is a little cairn there's a, ti- there's a tiny little cairn there's a tiny little pile of stones at the very very top they need to make it they need so... to get it higher than three meters then don't they so that way they can climb it so... back so oh no there's nothing on the viewpoint shall we call it but on the top of the on the proper highest point top of the proper there is a hill. there's a little little pile of stones that marks ah. it well, that's what I'm saying. They should start. They should start be caring on the viewpoint. No, maybe have people probably just chuck get, it off to and get that, and then get that high enough so yeah, that it actually okay. is. Yeah. So, yeah. We're just that's why I learned this week that I will quite happily heather bash through <laughs> wet, unpathed heather just to gain three meters. There you go. Don't just follow the crowd. Find yeah. your own path. Forge your own path. Exactly. Uh, yeah, you're right, Greg. I am an inspiration. Um, <laughs> so, Tom, what have you learned this week? Uh, do you know what? I, 
I, I, I was gonna make some joke at Greg's expense, but oh, really, I've learned what I really learned is don't poke an angry and bored Greg because he is miserable and grumpy. Yes, and he will, he will, <laughs> he, he will turn his camera off on the podcast call. <laughs> I mean, I'm still sat here with an ice pack this whole time, so I mean, you know, there's reasons behind it, and yes, well, Greg, what have you learned this week? What have I learned? What have I learned this week? Tom's a prick. But you did. You knew that already. Doesn't count. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, injuries hurt. But of all people, knew of that. all people, Greg, you knew that already. <laughs> um. Oh, maths. Maths in life is key. Yes. <laughs> maths in life is key. And if that's you're in a flag football game in the last two minutes of a game, I would always try and keep track of the score before deciding whether you're going for one or two XP. And that is the way that we HNC it. It is being a show. So that is goodbye from Tom. Goodbye. That is goodbye from Greg. Bye-bye. <laughs> and it is goodbye from me. Goodbye. Thank you very much for listening. Remember that you can be sure to never miss an episode of The Way We HNC It by subscribing on whatever platform you listen on and ensuring that you leave us a couple of stars as a review. Um, to be honest, we're not entirely sure what that does, but if you enjoy the show, give us some decent stars and tell your friends. And if you don't enjoy the show, then com- feel completely free to tell nobody about it. You tried, you didn't like it. But hey, at least you tried and at least we got here. And to be honest, you must have liked it a little bit because at the, here at the end of the show, you're still listening. Speak soon, everyone. Have a great week.